This episode of Truce Table is brought to you by Truce Table. By Truce Table. Black women's musings on life, love, and liberations everywhere where books are sold. Online, in the stores, at your mama's pop bookstore. Go buy our book. Everywhere. Period. Penguin Young Readers. Publishers of children's books for all readers. Our mission is to ignite a universal passion for reading by creating books for everyone. Visit penguinrandomhouse.com. And Faith Life, the makers of Logos Bible software. Faith Life uses technology to equip the church to grow in the light of the Bible. Learn more about Logos Bible software at logos.com and follow Logos on Instagram and Facebook. Hey y'all, welcome to Truth Table, Midwives and Cultures for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table. See how you doing, girl? I am doing. For those who are going to check out the video, they know that I have not. I have continued not to switch out my fall and winter clothes. Because <laughs> I'm inside my closet again. <laughs> Trapped in the closet. No. Hey. No. Hey. 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 But you know what? But I am willing to get help to fix this situation inside of my literal closet at my house. So, Woo. you know, let us sister know if you have that organization ministry. I just come on by and you just get it together. Listen, I've just given up on switching out my wardrobe. So it's like, this season's going to be what we got because I'm tired. <laughs> well, I, th- I, I think that it's going to be hot a little longer than we thought because there's some things happening in our environment. So, you know, we're going to be holding on to these summer outfits for a little while longer. I think we're right. in the country. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you're right about that. Ooh, climate change. Ooh-wee. Lord, help us. Help us. The earth is it's crying a- out. All right, well. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Well, well, you know what? And this is why, in light of all the things that are happening, you know, I'm all about savoring the good and, you know, and just delighting right. in what is, what is beautiful and what is joyful and what is creative, which is why I'm so happy about our guest that we have today because she embodies all of that, all that creativity, all that beauty, all that joy. So, you know, I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. y'all! So y'all know this has been a special season because True Table released a book, go buy our book. Um, And so we have not had all of our like um, staple and niche episodes. And so we are honored. Uh, We have very, yeah, we just have it. So this is a Black Girl Magic episode, y'all. Cue the chimes. And I am so excited. We are so excited to have Christina Faith at the table with us. How you doing, sis? I'm doing well, gang gang. Good to be at the table, you know. Come on. To honor. Gang. Come on, cool. Gang. Come on, cool kid. Come on. <laughs> you know, Christina too cool. Okay. She too cool. You know, you know all my life, all my life. I aspire. Um, I, I aspire. I, I've I've given up. I've given up. <laughs> No, I'm I'm yet striving, but no, I'm not cool. That's fine. Everybody has a different level of cool. That's all. It's just different levels of cool. There's there's levels to this. There's levels to this. So y'all, just in case you don't know who Christina Faith is, and before we get into our conversation, let me tell you a little something about our sister. 
Christina Faith is a director, writer, producer, born in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and creatively made in Philadelphia, PA, Philly in the house. Christina Faith is a passionate storyteller in all genres. After securing her Bachelor's of Arts in Criminal Justice and African American Studies from Rutgers University, Faith furthered her education by pursuing a Master's of Divinity from Eastern University. Prepared to use her degrees to help better the world around us with a career in social work, Faith's undeniable love for storytelling and cinema led her to change paths to filmmaking. Decision made, Faith committed completely to learning how to tell stories with power and purpose in all forms of visual media. She likes to say, partially in jest, as a filmmaker, I'm 100% self-taught. I got my MFA from YouTube and Google University. I know that's right. Having earned her skill set through relentless curiosity and hard work, Faith entered the professional marketplace by forming Creative Thought Media, a full-service production company and artist collective that has produced written and directed feature films, serialized digital programming, commercials, music videos, and shorts. Faith remains highly dedicated to empowering others, giving back, and cultivating the next generation, which has led her to take a role as a professor of film at Esperanza College. Over the past decade, Faith's creative projects have included directing, writing, and producing the original scripted digital series, Single and Anxious, which has 22 episodes, short films, Carlos Plan B, and The Reunion, and documentaries, 16 for 16, The Contenders. Faith takes great pride in realizing work that often brings voices to the type voice, I'm sorry, to the types of characters that have long been marginalized or overlooked by today's culture. In 2021, this was Faith's breakout year as she released two well-received feature-length films, Love You Right, an R&B musical, and Who is Christmas Eve? Welcome to the table, Christina, and do her all, all the things, my sister. <laughs> Doer of all the things is very right. <laughs> it's, listen, listen. It is, it's currently showing in my age. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. It's all right. All right. It's all right. I'm, I'm going to tell. You, I'm going to tell you what included, of course, included in, in doer of all the things is the ways in which you have been a blessing to Truth oh, Table right. personally. Talk about it. Um, I mean, let's let's just talk about that beautiful trailer that book trailer if you all have seen that and you should have if you listen to my voice right now you've seen that trailer uh, but go look at it again and send it with send it to your friends send it to your enemies as well go buy the book go buy the book go buy the book but uh but absolutely that was just a gift of just love and skill and we're just so grateful christina but also even outside of the work that you have done, just the encouragement and the wisdom. You are a woman of wisdom. I always tell Kimmy, I was yep. like, I was like, she got wisdom, you know, she got wisdom. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, Christina Face got, she got wisdom, y'all. So you have been a real, real gift to us on a personal level. So I'm so happy to invite you here. Would you, would you tell the people a little bit about your story? Tell us about Christina Faith's faith. That's oh man, my faith. Amen. Uh, well, it's an honor to be at the table, first of all, because I am a very big fan of Truth's Table. Um, my husband knows your voices by heart now. He says, oh, you listen to Truth's Table. I am a daily listener of the scripture with Truth's Table. So it is an honor to be here with my sisters uh, on Black Girl Magic. Um, yeah, man, I, you know, I am, I was not raised a Christian. I didn't become a Christian until I was 21. Uh, I remember my 21st birthday, I was sitting on my couch smoking some weed, enjoying life. Um, And then a couple months later, God radically changed my life. Um, I got saved uh, when I was 21. And I got saved at 
a very interesting time. You know, we call it 16 days of hell when my brother was going through some stuff in his mind. Mm -hmm. He thought the fans and everybody else was after him. Um, my mother was an executive in the casino. Um, and then she became an exec executive assistant everywhere. <laughs> um, and my father was a drug dealer um, mm. who was actually one of the biggest heroin drug dealers in Atlantic City, New York area. Mm. Um, and then he died of an overdose and all that kind of stuff. But I also come from a long line of street smart people as well as very well educated people. So it's a very wow. interesting life that I have led. I sold plenty of drugs in my life. And um, even in college, I was selling drugs and I was, you know, running uh I was running, you know, parties and step shows and I had my own radio show and all kinds of stuff when I was in college. And then I met God. And last day of sophomore, junior year, going into senior year, it's like a free fall that we had at the end. And um, I looked around, everybody drunk and high. Mm. People didn't like each other chilling. And I, it just didn't make sense to me. And I was just like, God, if you're real, show me. Um, and I got in the car. I packed that car to the brim. Um, went home for the summer and God radically changed my life. That summer I spent doing nothing but praying, reading the word and just discovering who Jesus was. Um, one major thing that changed my life was um, I had a summer job and it was this Christian that was there. His name was uh, Lawrence. And every morning because it was a summer job and we all college students pouring into youth as always um, doing job placement with them. And then after we did the work with them, we would just be able to chill. And so I had a journal, my Bible, and I was just journaling. Jesus, help me stop smoking this weed that I am smoking way too much of. Um, you know, show me my purpose. Show me who I am. And I would just open the Bible and Lawrence would sit right there. And um, he just looked at me one day. And he was like, what are you doing? I was like reading the Bible. He was like, well, how are you reading? I was like, brother, I'm just opening it. Right. The past couple months, I was just opening it. He was like, mm, that's not the best way, but let me help you learn how to read it. And he taught me how to read the Bible. Um, and he was only there for two weeks, but he really discipled me in that two weeks. Um, I went back to school and I was a completely different person. Like maintenance men would see me and be like, is that like, who, what's the man in your life? Cause I had joy. Like I literally had joy. Like it was a profound change and shift in who I was and what I looked like. And, um, uh, people would see me across the street and be like, Tita, is that you? <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I've been changed. Um, and so, yeah, I came to Jesus. Uh, I got really legalistic, unfortunately. Um, got involved into a Christian cult, unfortunately. Uh, I really love Jesus, like most people in, in those mm. places. Um, yeah, went to yeah. seminary. And I've always been a person who really dug in the word. So even yeah. though I knew it was wrong, I was like, no, this ain't biblical. So I'm a very much this ain't biblical type person. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've, I've journeyed over the last 18 years just to discover who Jesus is, love people and love them well. Um, come out of some crazy stuff um, and still learn how to love, love Jesus, love his people and still love him well. Um, and so, yeah, I came to faith and I have, you know, I've never, I've never fallen back into foolishness, um, which is just a blessing from mm -hmm. God. Um, and I've been around a lot of foolishness. Even now I'm around a lot of foolishness um, in the church, out church. Um, so, yeah. But, but God has been faithful over my life and um, he's just shown himself faithful. And every time, you know, I take a step towards him, he takes 10 towards me. Um, and so, yeah, I've been I've been on this journey of faith and I love Jesus. Like there's nothing that can stop me from loving Jesus, especially at this point in life. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like how I got where I am. And yeah. Wow. Christina, I mean, Ooh. what a testimony there was. I was like, what? Christina was pushing peace. She was smoking the I was. weed. I was doing all <laughs> the things. No, seriously, that's something. It's familiar to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of the, some of that your narrative is, is familiar to me. 
Because I almost started pushing them peas. I've been listening to top, I've been watching Top Boy. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, I saw a meme today. It was like, yeah, I'll be at my job. I'm like, I'm pushing them peas. Yeah. But you know, um, my your testimony is so powerful. You have, I, I think it's, um, it's a testimony to God's keeping power that when you came to faith, first of all, and you had joy and you had so much joy that somebody thought that you had like a boo thing, you know, but, but it's Jesus. The joy is Jesus. And you're- There's no boo guys. I didn't have a boo for nine years. There was no boo. And you, you got a boo now. Right. Your, your husband. You know, um, but, but you know, I, I think that's powerful. Right. And they're talking about how you, you were in a cult. You know, but you you love Jesus and you the Lord gave you discernment to know like, yeah, I don't know, that ain't God. This is of God. Go this way. Like, can you talk about <laughs> can you talk about just uh the journey of uh oh and then even the your friend Lawrence who who helped disciple you for two weeks? We talk the Bible talks Ooh, about how we enter pain angels unaware. And so yeah, how God will protect you and keep you and protect your faith. So can you talk yeah. about maybe just even your own spiritual development and yeah. growth um, in wisdom and maybe even discernment? I'm curious about that because I know that there are a lot of people um, yeah. at the table and in the standing room section who have experienced, maybe they've been in the cult, maybe they've they've experienced spiritual abuse. And how have mm-hmm. you been able you know, to discern the voice of God and to continue to walk with Jesus. Obviously it is God's grace that's been keeping you too, but can you, any practical wisdom you could talk about spiritual maturity and being able to discern um, what's yeah. from God and what's not? Yeah. So, so Lawrence was really pivotal, but then I joined a Christian fraternity and sorority, um, Alpha New Omega. Mm-hmm. And we, we were the first line that, that helped it. That was a shift in how they brought us in. And so, you know, it was it was discipleship like never before. Uh, Jessica Jackson was my my dean and they were really on us about learning scripture, being able to memorize and being in harmony because I had spent it's almost like I went through a pressure cooker of faith early on where God just didn't he didn't let up on me. Like because of my 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 background was traumatic and crazy and full of stories. Right. Um, So it was really important for me to be a generational curse breaker in my family. Um, I think I was the second person in my family to come to Christ. Um, Mm. And now almost half of them love Jesus and know Jesus now. Like I know I was a pivotal change for them. Um, And so what happened with me was I just, you know, I've, one of the things that I always encourage people is never just live off of the the Sunday word, right? You've got to do your own digging, your own study and your own learning and really your own unpacking for yourself. Um, I've lived my entire Christian life journaling almost every single day. And I think that that was, that's been really important to, um, unpacking who I am, but then also discovering God, who God is. Cause oftentimes, you know, you'll start with all your lament and all that kind of stuff. And God will shift your focus in your heart towards his word. And then he'll correct a lot of that. One of the things that I've always learned is in, in Christendom, right. Especially in black church, right. Is to decipher what's emotion was biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes because of the, the power struggle and the authority struggle, we often go with what's emotional and what is authority versus what's biblical. And so over the years, I've just always compared what people are saying 
to what the Bible says and not what the Bible says out of the context, but in context, like, you know, Dr. Keener always says context, context, context. And a lot of things that we believe aren't biblical as much as they are cultural. Um, and so some things I'll say, yeah, I don't do that, that kind of stuff anymore, but I'm not going to shame and bash somebody for doing it because biblically I can give you some scriptures about it, but those scriptures are not necessarily, it's applied wisdom, not necessarily wisdom from the text. Um, and so I've just learned over the years to decipher what is what culture I'm in within Christianity and what the culture says about biblical application versus what the Bible says about biblical application. Um, and I honor the culture that I'm in, but I've learned over the years that culture is not my Bible. Mm-hmm. Culture culture is how I can help to form and shape and live my life in community, but it's not my Bible. It's not, you know, the culture that we live, the way that we do services, that stuff will pass away, but the text will remain. And so for me, I'm just, I've always used wisdom from the perspective of, you know, my friends, I get on my friends' nerves. So I'd be like, yeah, that ain't right. And they can't necessarily see it when I see it. Maybe like three, four years later, they'd be like, yeah, no, that ain't right. And so what I try to do is I try, <laughs> and I was like, I told y'all it wasn't right. I had a situation recently, one of my sons in the faith, and he dating this girl from the beginning. I was like, yeah, no, nah, I don't like this girl. And they was like, no, nah, it's because you like a mother to him. I was like, yeah, no, mm-mm, she ain't right. And she turned out not to be right. And so sometimes I tell people it's not necessarily what you put on people, because a lot of times some people say some things are discernment and some things you just read because you got trauma That's right. um, That's right. and you can see some stuff. Um, but I try to tell people like, if, if you, if something doesn't sit well with you, pray about it and then move on, see what your Bible says and how you should bless even those who curse you. Um, and so for me, it's just really just been about staying in my word. I read a lot of books. I, I read a lot of books. <laughs> so I'm also reading books that are not just from my faith, but books that are psychological at this point, because right. this world is crazy and these people crazy, but there are terms for all this, this craziness that everybody is experiencing. And so I never wanted to be a therapist or anything like that, but I'd be therapying my own self along with my therapist. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's just kind of like how I've lived my life and how it informs it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know, the um, when you were talking, I was thinking about the burden for people who have kind of spiritually given discernment and wisdom, because when you have the ability and and, and by that and by, by seeing, I don't mean like an actual vision, although, you know, but when you can, when you can read, when you can read a room, when you can read a circumstance and you can see the trajectory, I think you have to figure out how much you're going to, of that you're going to disclose because who's even going to get it. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like you kind of like write it down in a journal and then you put it to the side and then you open it up five years later and you're like, see, ta-da. And so I, so I, I resonate with that on a, on a, on a, on a personal level, Christina, my fellow Christina, because um, it is, it's, a burden. it's, it's, a, it's an interesting burden to have to see something. Uh, but at the same time, we still have the same command and call, which is to love, yeah, which is kindness, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is mercy, which is compassion, which is justice, justice, despite um, mm-hmm. the fact that we feel like I kind of know how this thing will work out. And pretty much 99 percent of the time, you it know, normally is right. I mean, you own it. <laughs> you, yeah. own it. you own it. So I so I so I, I that resonates with me. And you take that wisdom with the work that you do. Yeah. Um, and you do this work in a whole host of, of, of spheres yes. and spaces, which again, it takes deep wisdom and discernment to be able to do that. So talk to, talk to the people about your work and yeah. how, how your faith, your wisdom, your skill, this both this street savvy, textbook savvy, all the savvy that you got in a pot, that's, that's, how that, how that's working its way out in the work that you do. 
it is, I, you know, so I'm, I'm a filmmaker and it's hard being a Christian and a filmmaker. Um, mainly, (laughs) mainly because of the church Mm. and our lack of ability to tell real transparent stories. Um, I think a big part of the reason why we have corny Christian media, um, is because we don't want to be honest. And sometimes being Mm. honest also means that we will be unprotected. Um, we like to guard ourselves from the world, but the world really, the world isn't our enemy, right? Mm -hmm. Our enemy is Satan and Satan, what Satan does in the world is one thing, but if you're a believer, you should be leaning on Jesus so much so that that doesn't have any effect on you. It doesn't influence you, you influence it. And so oftentimes I get, you know, messages from people who are like, you know, protect yourself from the world. And I'm just like, I've been in this for a long time, y'all. It ain't, it ain't, I mean, any protecting this them. Um, because for me, it's it's about the influence that I have when I go in the rooms. I'm not in their group chats, right? <laughs> you know, it's certain things that people won't say to me um, because I they, they do know that I love them. Like one thing that people know about me is that I love them. And I will also pull you aside or sometimes in, 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 if we're in a, a group that we all love and tell you about yourself and tell you, you know, how to how t- how you're moving and how that influences who you are as a person. Um, my faith informs because regardless of who you are, you're going to create what you believe. And so I can do something, but it's going to have a message of redemption somewhere because I don't know how else to do it without doing it. I may, um, you know, one of the things that I struggled with early on was kissing scenes. And I was like, man, cause I'm like, you know, Kirk Cameron got us all messed up with the silhouette. I'm like, you can't do it. And so I did it. And we did a fake kiss. Man, we did a fake Cameron. Kiss. That was a throwback girl. I was like, but, but it's but but those are the people You're who right. did who've done our media, yeah. who who pouring into it. You know, when you that's true. You know, you got the fireproofs and all this kind of stuff. Right. Like that's what believers think. You're right of Christians who create. That's right. Right. Very candy coated. Don't really go into right. it. Um, and I'm not that person. Like I watch some stuff, some things that are questionable. I fast forward them sex scenes, but I watch it right. Because I, I spent years not watching it too, though, mm-hmm. right? So if you detox from some things, right. you can have the ability to go back and not be influenced by it. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, I tried the fake kisses. And my crew was looking at me like, this look horrible. And I was like, Ugh. so I had to go back and I had to wrestle with Jesus. Like, Jesus, help me figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said was, talk to your actors. See what they are comfortable with. Because some people can detach and some people can't. And I've dealt with people, some actors who can't detach, mm. right? So you have to have those conversations of this ain't yours. It's it's not you. Mm. This mm. is a character that we're creating. None of the storyline is your personal self. Okay. And so one of the things that I always tell people is like, as a believer, this ain't my story. But if you if I write my story, which I'm writing one about my mother, it's impossible for me not to have drug sex, cussing and everything in it because it won't be her story. That's right. It just won't be. And so I can candy coat it and make it, you know, uh, real clean. But it's not going to be true and authentic to to who she was and what her her experience was. And then we won't be able to really experience her redemption. And so I think for me, it's it's been learning what it means to write, but not be what I write. Right. Create, but not be what I create. Mm. And sometimes like I've got questions for some 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 directors that I know that are believers and they never did nothing like it. Now they're doing P-Valley. I'm like, sis, how you do that? Like, because I can't. How you do this? Like, 
And she may be able to give me wisdom for me to understand how she humanized these strippers, right? How she humanized uh, this this story. Um, there are certain things that I just won't do. Like I got a line, I got a line, right? I got invisible line, right? Uh, but then also sometimes as a as a creator, you have to know, are you serving the story or are you serving yourself? And so those are two different things. And so when we look at the things that we create that become visual or become um narrative forms, they're not real. And so one of the things we have to start doing is detaching what's real and what's not. And that's why people get caught up. That's a whole nother story. Why people get caught up in relationships and they expect one thing and it becomes something completely other. Or they start having sex and they expect one thing and it becomes something completely other. Because what they're doing is they're projecting from screen, not from real life. Come on now. Oh, and I'm like, do you know there's an intimacy coordinator in there? They're moving their hands. Everybody's like, hold on, stop. Move like this. Move like that. It ain't real, mm. y'all. But we want what's not real as opposed to mm. what we have. So then we struggle with our partner and our partner's ability to give us what we need because what we actually have in our minds is somebody Fantasy. else's vision. That's right. Fantasy. Because it's really our it's, it's our thoughts That's that right. we're creating. That's right. And so, yeah. Mm. Who you are informs what you create. But a lot of times because of um, pretty much the, the movement from the 70s on, well, pretty much from the time that movies were created, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Hollywood used to be a place where uh, the actual location where Christians vacationed. It was a it was a resort for them. As they started to create and we started to see theater, even from the time of Shakespeare, Christians demonized it. So we're also working off of the demonization of the visual arts mm-hmm. while having to be able to create. So I think we're coming out of that a little bit, but there's still not enough Christians that have been invested in, in order to create things that can change, that can shift and alter the narrative of how we create and show God, even in what we create. Um, so that's the long story about how my, my faith informs what I create. Yes, yes, yes. You know, um, y'all, I just, I hope y'all got it. I hope y'all are listening and picking up all of the sermonettes and the jewels that my sisters dropped because I was like, oh, that's a word. Oh, there's a word there. Oh, wait, oh, wait, hold on. Let's park there. So we're going to park real quick. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, <laughs> I got a we got some more questions to ask Christina. And then, of course, we're going to do Force Fun. You know we're going to do Force Fun, y'all. Uh, so don't go nowhere. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation is a classic in the making, according to Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggett, author of Black Joy, Stories of Resistance, Resilience, and Restoration. New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Jamar Tisby, says that people often say, Listen to Black women. Now at Truth's Table, you have your chance. We don't deserve the gift of this book, but once again, Black women have generously served us all. If we are to actually alleviate the immense burdens our sisters bear, then we must heed their words. T. Morgan Dixon, co-founder of Girl Trek, says this, There is a textured knowing in this book, a spiritual enlightenment, made brighter by the author's own personal breakthroughs. The way they describe the fabric of our collective trauma makes me trust their solutions. And Dr. Joy Hardin-Bradford, founder of Therapy for Black Girls, says that Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, shines a light on some of our most vulnerable places as Black women, leaving no stone unturned. Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, is a clarion call to consider our communal truths by opening ourselves up to a deeper inner truth. 
by Truth Table, Black women's musings on life, love, and liberation wherever books are sold. Hey y'all, it's that time of the year. It is back to school season where we are sending our little ones back to school. And we are so happy and excited to share with you two books, not only King of Kindergarten, written by Derek Barnes, but now the companion book, Queen of Kindergarten, also written by Derek Barnes. Queen of Kindergarten is about a confident little black girl who has a fantastic first day of school. Her name is MJ, and she is more than ready for her first day of kindergarten. With her freshly braided hair and her mom's special tiara on her head, she knows she's going to rock kindergarten. But the tiara isn't just for show. It also reminds her of all the good things she brings to the classroom. Stuff like kindness, friendliness, and impressive soccer skills too. Like the King of Kindergarten, this is the perfect book to reinforce back-to-school excitement and build confidence in the newest students. Along with Queen of Kindergarten, we want to share with you again, King of Kindergarten, about a confident little boy who takes pride in his first day of kindergarten by, again, Derek Barnes. The morning sun blares through your window like a million brass trumpets. It sits and shines behind your head like a crown. Mommy says that today you're going to be the king of kindergarten. Starting kindergarten is a big milestone and the hero of the story is ready to make his mark. He's dressed himself, eaten a pile of pancakes, and can't wait to be part of a whole new kingdom of kids. Make sure you purchase the Queen of Kindergarten, along with The King of Kindergarten by Derek Barnes. You can purchase Queen of Kindergarten and King of Kindergarten at penguinrandomhouse.com or wherever books are sold. Y'all know here at Truth Table, we believe in getting in the word, which is why we are so happy to share this great deal with you from Logos Bible Software. Logos Bible Software is a powerful Bible study and sermon prep platform that allows you to study scripture and consult commentaries, devotionals, Bible dictionaries, and so much more, all from your computer, tablet, or phone. But maybe you've never heard of Bible software before. That's okay. Ain't no shame in the game. With Logos Bible Software, you can easily search and store books, hundreds of thousands of them, in fact. Every Logos book, from commentaries to Bible studies, resources on Christian living, they're all contained within the Logos library. So when you search for a word or a theme or a verse, Logos pulls everything together for you, making research, learning, and studying the word much easier and faster. So at this point, you're probably thinking, but do I really need it though, sis? The short answer is yes, particularly if you're one that teaches or you're a Bible study teacher or you're preaching, this resource will really help you. Logos Bible Software is an invaluable tool for anyone at any spiritual level that wants to go deeper in their studies. And Truth Table listeners can get Logos Bible Software with a 35% off discount when you order at logos.com slash truthstable. That's right. Truthstable listeners will save 35% off of Logos Bible software when you order at logos.com slash truthstable. Let's get in the word, y'all. 
And we are back at the table with Christina Faith, director, producer, writer extraordinaire. Gang, gang, as she says. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, Christina, I th- there was just so much wisdom, so much knowledge, so many um, jewels that you that you dropped. And I'm gonna pick up on one that uh, that I would love to hear you minister to um, our audience about. Uh, including myself about the the pivot, right? When you have a plan, you know you went to to school for a certain thing, you went and got your degree for a certain thing, a certain skill, um, and you were thought you were going to go into social work, and then you and then this passion for filmmaking was undeniable, and so God began to shift you. Can you talk about what it means to follow God in the shift? Um, and those tension points and how can you encourage our audience about how yeah. to continue to walk with God down the unbeaten path? And when you, you just don't know <laughs> if it's going to if it's going to come to fruition, what it is that God has uh, given you, you know, yeah. to your, your skills or passions. Yeah, we walk by faith, not by sight. That's for sure. Listen. Um, I followed him into some to some. Are you sure, Jesus? Paths. Um, yeah. So. Let me say, first of all, I ended up getting the degrees that I got the degrees in, specifically criminal justice, because I didn't listen. Um, my mother suggested that I do an MBA, and I was like, I don't want to do math, only to develop businesses. Um, but also, there was a call on my life for entertainment very early on, and I was scared. And so when my my mother's boyfriend actually identified and was like, she need to be in acting classes because... This is this is more than and I was scared. And so the very things that I was scared of then are the things that I'm doing now. And if I had an understanding and schools do a really bad job of figuring out what we're actually gifted and good at, it would have been hard for me because I'm I'm gifted at a lot of stuff and I'm very aware of 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 my, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. I'm one of them people. And so I can do a lot of things well. I went, I did do social work. I ended up working for the state of New Jersey. It was a great job. I was sitting in the office taking child abuse calls, but it weighs on your, your brain. But I was getting my degree. I was learning how to be an engineer. I was doing all the things while doing that. So one of the things that I always tell people about the pivot is sometimes you have to make a lot of sacrifices to do the thing you want to do. Um, I just pivoted again. Um, I just took a job with the Grio, Um, and I did not want to take this job, y'all. I did not. I wrestled. For, I wrestled through every interview. I wrestled with applying for it. I just wrestled. Um, I didn't really want to do the news, but I was like, hey, this is a good job. Uh, this recession is about to hit. And I've been through the recession before and I couldn't find a job from 2000. I left my job in a recession. The wisdom wasn't there, but the growth was. God needed me to, I need to suffer through some things. Um, so I didn't get another job until 2012. Like, and I applied everywhere. Um, and so I wanted to use wisdom, though we have, you know, creative thought media, me and my husband can't be doing it. Um, and he's already he's already sacrificed so that I could before. Like he's worked full time for the last nine years. Um, and so for me, it was like, OK, it's time to pivot. I have a lot of doors opening in this pivot as well. So it was like, should I or should not? Should I, should not. So I got the job. Of course I was going to get the job. I knew I was going to get the job. Um, but then the pivot of that caused them to, t- to to look at me and say, I think you should be over here in originals. So me not knowing 
what God was setting up, it put me exactly where I needed to be. The night before, I was like, I don't even want to do news. I just want to get them an Emmy so that this company can thrive. Literally, that's what I was thinking. It's a black owned company. Y'all know I love black folk. Um, and I've seen where it's at, but I also can see, you know, how I can help to bring it where it needs to go. And so they saw that in me, called me, um, and said, Hey, would you like to do such and such? And baby, I can't wait till we reveal this show. It's it's more than I could have ever asked for. But it's also what I've been thinking I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so for me, my pivot was we're gonna go down this road for a little while. And they know I said, look. I got some stuff in development, but I can be on your road for a little while. And so um, we worked it out where I wasn't, I'm not under contract. I'm at will. So certain things work out for me just in case God pivots me again. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really excited. I think one of the things that I really realized in the pivot is that just because you pivot doesn't mean that you fail. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you're giving up. Doesn't mean that you don't have faith. It simply means that God needs you to go get some more wisdom over here so that you can take it to where you're going or connections that you didn't know that you needed. So there are certain things that I know that I need in order to, like I've done a lot. Like everything I've done has been from the muscle. No one has helped us. No one has funded us. We've just been, everybody just been sewing. We've just been sewing. And so we're like, how do we reap? Everybody on my team didn't know what they were doing when we started. We all grew and learned together. Um, And so for us, a pivot isn't a stop. A pivot is how can we expand? How can we broaden? What can we learn? not is not the end all be all the pivot is just a literally a pivot you pivot the ball in order to get away from something that is coming at you to pass it or to be able to 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 do a shot right and so i always think about all the things that god has pivoted me from i i I never thought i would i would build a high school that's for sure that was a pivot that was a pivot that i said no to for for four years i said no to being executive director over there um I needed to learn. I needed to learn some stuff. I needed to learn how to how to manage people, budgets, and and build with absolutely nothing in a greater way in order to build stamina. So sometimes your pivot is so that you can build more faith, so that you can also suffer some. Because one thing people never want to talk about is the suffering that comes in your growth. It's more about suffering in order to grow. God wants to know can He trust you with more? And it's not that suffering is um, is suffering's not is not completely bad, right? I know a lot of people are saying, you know, in black church, we sit and say, you know, God did this so we could suffer. It's not about the suffering. It's about the growth. Trials and tribulation produce endurance, right? You got to remember that you need to be able to endure. You need to be able to, to hold your tongue. You need to be able to, to look at something and say, oh, okay, I can speak up about this. I think one of the things that I've learned in all my pivots is that every pivot has been used for my greater good. It may not feel like it. The project I did last year was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And it looked like a blessing when I went into it. And then I was like, oh, shoot, this is an all out war with Satan. Like, literally, like, wow. like every single I've, I've never seen other people sabotage their own stuff the way that they did. But mm. it taught me it, it it taught me endurance. It taught me how to how to how to lean on Jesus. It taught me I'm never not going to pray on my sets ever again. I don't care what people think. You don't have to join, but you know right. I'm going to pray. That's join right. me if you want. You ain't got to. Um, it taught it taught me how to maneuver because when you're in the world, you got to learn how to maneuver. And Christians often don't know how to maneuver in in secular world. You know, non Christian spaces. I'll say. Um, it taught me, okay, I got to say this. It taught me, oh, you can't think too, too, too low of yourself. Cause oftentimes in the 
church, we think too highly of ourselves. They tell us, no, you can't think too low of yourself. You got to know who you are when you walk in. And so for me, a pivot, especially in this time, you, everyone has to pivot. If you don't pivot, you will get sucked in by what they have created for us to fail. Right. And so I'm going to go take somebody else check for a little while. Well, I'm still working on my stuff. Right. Right. And that's okay because what you're learning in the process of that is you're learning how to manage someone else's thing well, but you're also getting the you're also getting the connections that you need. You're also getting the training that you need. You're also getting the accolades that you need in order for God to be you to be glorified in another area that He's just going to pivot you back to, but it's going to be in a bigger and a greater way. And so you'll have to sacrifice a little while. You know, I, I love my my free like my time. I've been able to manage my time how I want. Going to be a little different, but they said I can stay where I'm at, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I never look at a pivot as a negative. I always look at a pivot as, God, what are you doing? And I might not be comfortable in what you're doing, but once I get there, it's like, oh, okay, I get it, right? And so, yeah, I with your pivot, I the eyes have not seen, ears have not heard with your pivot. The issue is that you have to pivot in order to get to where you really want to be. Right. And so, yeah, because I listen, I've been broke. I can't be broke again. Jesus, if there's one thing I ask of thee... <laughs> I never want to be broke again. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't like the struggle. I, I have spent 38, 37 years struggling. 2020 was the first time we came out of the struggle and I never want to go back. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. So sometimes I have to pivot in order um, to see the other side. Mm. If that helps. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. 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 God has not forgotten us all. And the, and the, pivot, the pivot is a part of the process. You know, one of the things that you said, Christina, you mentioned, you know, how maybe even a family member saw something in you like, you know, you should you should be doing acting classes. But th- some of the things that you feared at the moment were the very things that you would eventually step into. And I I've been thinking more and more about how fear is fear is like a temperature. It doesn't yeah. tell you what the disease is or what the illness mm-hmm. is, but it lets you know there's something at work. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we think that that temperature is saying run, but it could be saying turn in, figure out, figure out why you feel this way, why you're moving this way. And so, yeah. um, and, it's, and it seems to me like you have learned how to listen well to your own, your own fears, to yeah. get the root of them. Um, and so one, talk about that. And two, <laughs> I want you to lay out for people some of these projects that you got going on because you know you're doing all the things I and do how and how we can su- how we can support your work. Certainly, we gonna pray, but where we can pay, we can also pray and pay, pay. to amplify your work. Yeah, you know, my friends, uh, they they joke and they say you don't have fear, and it's not true. I definitely have fear, right? Um, I think I I've taken the mantra of fear is false evidence appearing real, right? If I'm in front of it, right, that means that God, God is God is the one who's supposed to protect me in my fear. Not me. He ain't he didn't tell me to protect me in my fear. He said that he will protect me in my fear. Um, we love Psalm 23, but when it's time, you know, to be in the valley of the shark, the, the valley of the shadow of death, we don't want we'd be like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> right? He leads me beyond still waters. Well, you got to go through the valley to get to the still waters. Um and so I think for me with fear, I've just, I've just, I'll just go. I'll, I will put my head down and just go. Um, I'm also the type of person. I'm not normal, and I understand that. I'm the type of person. If somebody's fighting, I'm gonna try to break up the fight, even if I don't know you, right? I'm that type of person. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I can look at it and see if I'm gonna get shot or not. And yes. so if, yes. if, if I'm like, mm, all right, I'm gonna help, right? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Generally, it's generally not domestic violence stuff. I don't get involved in domestic violence. I'll call the cops for you. Um, but if it's two girls fighting or two guys fighting, I'm going to try to reason with them. Um, but I'm not, I'm not fearful of getting hurt in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the adrenaline or if it's wisdom. My husband, he'd be like, I don't, you know. Yeah, yeah the, hus- the husbands don't like that. No, they don't like that. <laughs> I've been like this all my life. So sometimes it's like, sir, just come on, right? Um, and so, um, yeah, I think for fear, I fear, I personally fear not doing what God has called me to do in a season mm-hmm. more than I fear running away from it. And so oftentimes for me, I fear not loving a person well. I fear not not reaching out when God is functioning me to. I fear right. not writing this stuff so that when it's my time and they be like, hey, you got such and such. If I ain't got it, I didn't I done missed the boat. Mm-hmm. And so I, I fear not pivoting to miss what's next, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, because sometimes, oftentimes it's almost like a it's like the woman with the with 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 the pots and the oil um, mm-hmm. and the profit, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even know that it's in your house until someone puts a demand on what what you have available and what's around you. And so fear shows us who we it, it shows us who we are if we'll if we'll confront it, right? We love to hide and run away from our issues. I got friends that I just be like, Shawty, if you would just confront this thing, your life would skyrocket. That's right. That's right. Because of fear. Mm-hmm. Of the unknown, right? Which causes to which which negative which 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 crosses off faith. You can't get to where God wants you because you're, you're not walking the state of faith right now. You're you're in fear, right? So so mm-hmm. walk by faith, not by sight. Sight is often I'm fear. Stuck on it's not evidence appearing real. I'm sorry. That's, I'm that. I'm taking that. I'm taking that. Yeah, it's it's really not real. Like even 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 if you're a believer, even danger seen and unseen is what God protects us from. And sometimes that protection doesn't mean that you will live. It means that you won't die for eternity. Mm. And so I live my life like, hey, I got one life to live. And I said a long time ago, I'm going to die empty. And so if that means uh, me living holistically, like I want what God has, I want I want everything. Right. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the way that I want it. Mm-hmm. I want it. Like I want kids. People are like, oh, you're gonna have kids. Yeah, we've been trying, but I want it. But I want it how God wants it. I don't want to go mm. in the lab and all that kind of stuff. Hey, God, if you ain't gonna do this, we just gonna adopt because there's plenty of kids in this world. Mm. I want what He has for me, not what I That's forced right. to have. Mm. Right? right. And so, and I'm not knocking anybody who does right. all the does all the things. That's but right. for me, I don't want to miss another child or another person or another place at the time that I need to be somewhere else. Yeah. Because I decided I wanted to create the life that I wanted. Um, I want the life that God has for me. And that looks completely different because if I had the life that I wanted, I would be dancing on the stage with Diddy since I was 18. I need y'all to understand. (laughs) I was like, I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be an entertainment lawyer so I could write checks and just be in company of of celebrities. Like, that's what I wanted. That's why I went and got a criminal justice degree. I ain't really want to be no social worker. (laughs) I wanted to be an entertainment lawyer. And then my mom made me, right? Because fear and not wanting to, my mom made me go apply to be a DHS worker. And I got it. And I was like, thank God. Because I saw that check. And I was like, oh, mama was right. Right? And so, Bill's coming. coming. Um, But yeah, I think just in general, fear, fear stops a lot of people from achieving, from achieving greatness. Um, And Miles Monroe um, said, 
that the the most wealthy places is is a, is the graveyard, the graveyard yeah. right? The most the most wealthy place, and I don't want none of my stuff in that graveyard. Yeah. So if I gotta be a fifty year old rapper, I'm gonna be a fifty year old rapper or Come whatever on. God wants me to be. Come on, right? Come on. <laughs> Come on. But yeah. Um, and I got some years. I have some years that, that the canker worm has truly stolen from me, and I want it all back. Mm, I don't like right. time I want it all back. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. And so I need you to check out Love You Right, um, yes. an R&B musical. It's on available on Amazon. You can feel free to rent it, to purchase it as a DVD, or just stream it on Amazon. Um, Who is Christmas Eve is available on the Brown Sugar app. But we ain't even worried about that because when Christmas time come around, we need y'all to watch Who Is Christmas Eve about 10 times per usual. Um, it should be on a streaming platform um, this coming uh, Christmas as well. Um, I'm currently uh, producing at The Grio. I have a show that is going to, that's going to be groundbreaking coming out. So I'm really excited about that. They gave me two shows. Um, so you'll see me outside. Yeah, what else do I have? A lot of hats podcasts. Me and my uh, good friend, A Brilliant Dummy, we do a podcast. Season three will be out in a little while. And um, yeah, if you need any uh, production needs, feel free to connect with Creative Thought Media. They outside, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited because I'm thankful that I got to be, you know, have a seat at the table, number one. Of course, Christina. Hang out. You know, I feel feel, you know privileged and honored to be among you. Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We love we love you to life. We really do. You know, and I think um. Right. You know, I'm t- I mean, we have our force fun segment that we are about to do, but I do, I, if you could just mm-hmm. uh, briefly, I would love to, for you to, um, to talk about uh, your, your husband and what that means, you know, to partner in this work together, <sighs> because I think there there are a lot of, um, what they call them, boss, boss, what they call them, bosses at the table, girl bosses, you know, uh, boss ladies at the table that, you know, yeah. sometimes are just like, ah, you know, can I have somebody that can align? What does it mean to find somebody yeah. that that aligns with your mission in life, in your purpose mm-hmm. in life um, and get under that mission? You know, can you talk about that briefly. <laughs> briefly. I got, I'll just say I got real lucky. I had, uh, I got real blessed, like grace. Um, I, you know, I had somebody ask me, what do you want in a husband? I said, somebody loves God more than they love me. Like that was literally all I asked for. Um, I wasn't too worried about the creative side. It would have been cool. Um, but for me, you know, if you love God more than you love me, that means you'll hear from God, um, regarding our lives. Um, my husband is an absolute gem. He's a, I I don't understand how he was created to be honest in a lot of regards. Mm. Um, my mama said, I don't know how you're going to get married because love child you. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've yes, got it really, yes. God gave us each other. Neither of us were looking. Um, we tried to work really hand in hand together early on. It didn't work for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we work together, but not together. Yeah. Um, he does his side. I do my side. Uh, he's like, well, you handle all the business stuff and I handle this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, great. And so for us, what we've learned is to give each other space um, and to be able to speak in t- to each other's lives, right? If if I'm going the wrong way, he's gonna be like, "Ma'am, you're going the wrong way." That's right. Now, it's <laughs> will I submit to it in that moment? You know, praise God, he's still working on me sometimes. <laughs> um, but I think you know he's he's very big on protecting me and also supporting wherever I want to go. Yeah. Um, he's like, "Well, you mm. know, I'm support your dream. So where you want to go?" Um, and for him. 
He's just like, I just, he just wants, he just wants to do good creative work. He just wants to be great at what he does. And so I support him in being great at what he does. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we invite other people into that even still. And so I think a lot of times, you know, you can have it all. Um, I think the problem with a lot of women is they don't want to, uh, they don't want to submit one to another because we're, you know, it's that fear thing. Mm -hmm. You're afraid of losing Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, for me, my husband was always afraid of me losing myself and saying, I don't want to stop anything that God is doing in your life. And so you need to find a a mate that doesn't want to stop what God is doing in life, but wants to nurture it as you should be nurturing them as well. And so, um, yeah, we've, you know, we're going on nine years, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's been a wonderful nine years. I ain't got nothing bad to say. I've been looking at other people like, child, y'all was just talk. I love my friends uh, that I'd be like, y'all, y'all got to talk. Y'all need us to talk with y'all. So, yeah, and we just we just have a really good community that will pull both of us and be like, Shawty, you're not treating him right or you're not treating her right. It Um, takes a village. It takes takes a village. village. Not just to raise a child, but to but to raise (laughs) and keep a marriage accountable. It takes in 2022. Yes. Child. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Christina. Thank you. Well, it's time for some Voice fun. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. This is a segment with the hardest questions. So I hope you ready. I hope you sitting on ready. Listen, we know you, we know you got thoughts and opinions and convictions. Okay. <laughs> I think, so you know, I think you're going to do well on this. I think you're going to do well on this. All right. Yeah. One got to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whitney, Shaka, Aretha, Anita. One got to go. So all the singers are going to be really mad at me. But Aretha got to go. Wow. Okay. Because it's some stuff with Shaka that I don't want to go. Okay. Whitney will never go and Anita will never go. I am Nippy Anita. Come on now. Nippy Anita. <laughs> but I'm going to let go of Aretha okay. on this one. Okay. I, I know most people let go Shaka. Shaka got them got them club bangers. She do what That's people do like on Shaka because you be listening to you be at the table, so you know people be letting go of Shaka. I'd be like, I feel for you. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think we love you, Shaka. Come to the table, sister. Yeah. Listen, and you gotta, you gotta get rid of you gotta get rid of a lot of uh covers if you get rid of Shaka. And you shouldn't do That's that. That's true. Some of some of Whitney stuff won't exist. That's true. That's true. Well, see, see you got next. You got next. I'm telling you, somebody somebody is rolling on the ground about Aretha right now. They're rolling on the ground. I know. Because I that, know. that woman right Mozart, there. Mozart. I know. She's an she's a institution. Yeah, <laughs> but she ain't on my playlist though, y'all. <laughs> what? Well, well, there it is. We give you space. We give you room to say what you're gonna say now. So now here's a question for you. Y'all. People who watch the sh- listen to the show, they know that I am a Marvel fan. I'm serious about my my Marvel experience. And so my question for you is if you had a superpower, and we know that you do have some 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 powers that you're living into in your life. But if you had a superpower, Christina, what would that superpower be, and why? I want to fly. Hmm. Okay, tell us why. Tell us why. Where you going, girl? Everywhere. Traveling. <laughs> traveling is healing for me. I, you know, I realized the pandemic exposed to me that I need to travel at least once every three months. Okay. Uh, so if I don't have to pay. For travel, and I could just even better. I, I'm gonna fly. I love it. I love it. Now, 
our final question is, if we were to get up in your car, sister, with our masks on, because we're still in a pandemic. Um, and watch out for monkeypox. Carry watch on. out for the monkey yeah. pox. Um, Stay home. Uh, where, I mean, what song would you be listening to, sister? Right. Oh, you got to ask which Christina. I'm child. I'm, I'm, I'm ratchet and righteous. Uh <laughs> It depends on the day. So yeah, I'm going to give you my Christian give, give us, song. Give us one for both. Give us I, one for both. I'm going to give you my Christian song. My current Christian song I absolutely love is Ty Tribbett and PJ Morton, um, Walk By Faith. Mm-hmm. That that album, Ty is back. Yes. yes. Um, yes. Yeah, he ain't playing with us. He ain't playing. I've been telling people, I was like, y'all better stop playing with that because that thing got oil on it. Um, my and other song it. right now is Cardi B Move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Edited version. I listen to edited stuff, even though sometimes <laughs> that don't matter. But yeah, I know, uh, right? <laughs> I love you it. know, I love that song. You're so saved. Although she's like, I listened to it. I was like, wow, that's great. <laughs> you got you. You gotta have them auditory gates. Those auditory <laughs> I, gates. Yeah, you gotta I, be right. You know what? Let me tell you why I do. Let me tell you why I listen to edited. Because if I don't, if I listen to the edited, if I don't listen to the edited, I find I find that I will cuss more. And so the edited oh. versions of stuff helps me to keep my mouth at bay because when when baby when it open, that's you know, come on, Chris, that's right. Yeah, because I don't and, and our week, our, our our points of weakness are all different. So yeah, that's that's really yeah. Cool. yeah. Help somebody, you just help somebody with that. Hey. You know, hey, I, you know, I spent many years not listening to Christian music. I mean, secular music. Um, and I missed an entire era of Beyonce because of it. And so I had to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. what works for me. Right. Because right. I listen to some stuff. I'd be in the store and I'd be like, yo, what era was this? And they'd be like, oh, 2008, 2007. Oh I was like, dang, I missed it. It's a brand I, new song. I, I was fasting that, that, that decade. I was. Oh my God, I fasted so much. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I, I know, I know, I know. Well, thank you, Christina, for taking a seat at the table with us, sis. Um, and of course, we want to thank our sisters for sitting right, here right. this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about Black Girl Magic interview with Christina Faith using the hashtag Truth's Table. And Black women, did y'all know we got a Facebook discipleship group for Black women exclusively? Well, we do. So head on over to Facebook, like our page, and answer the entry questions. And you do need to agree to the group rules because we don't want nobody tussling up in there. And make sure to follow Truth Table um, on Twitter and Instagram at Truth Table. Or email us your thoughts about this episode at AskTruthTable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truce table, or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truce table. Truce table is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. Our video producer is Daryl Bradford, and we have been your hosts, Akemini and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next truce table. Bye, y'all.